Kia ora, New Zealand, and thank you for joining us live for the biggest night in Lotto New Zealand history. We are so excited about this occasion, isn't it? We occasion. are indeed. Firstly, New Zealand, how good is Sonia Gray looking? Uh, Outstanding. Great to be here next to you, my friend, on this oh, history-making night. Not only this one, but $50 million is on offer, Sonia oh, Gray. Oh, my goodness. And it's got to go. It's all got to go. So, will there be one winner, or will the $50 million be shared amongst many? Hmm, should we get the balls rolling and find out? Yeah, I reckon. Let's do it. Well, we remind you what you're playing for. Remember, it's a multi-must-be-one draw here tonight, so strike. It's reached a million dollars. That's got to go. Of course, and there's a million dollars, as always, with Lotto, but we're all here for the big one. $50 million with Powerball. We wish you luck, New Zealand, yeah. as always. Here comes your first ball. We make our way to a pretty important step here. The first one you need is number four. Lotto Fever has swept the length and breadth of this country in us to... Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. If you hadn't guessed, we're going to be talking about Lotto and ball number four. I would have had that number, I reckon. I'm tempted to see what the rest of the numbers were now and just... Uh, Figure out if I could have won that 50 million just by purely guessing all the numbers. Of course I wouldn't have because statistically they'll be very bloody hard to do. Would it not? But uh, we'll learn in this email that that 50 million dollars, it actually got split between 10 people by the time the draw was all said and done. And I think uh, 10 people ended up with 5 million. Very good math there. Thanks Luke. 50 divided by 10 is 5. Well done. Keep the change for your math resources and dividing and multiplying calculations. But that would have been a lot of happy people with a large amount of money. This draw was a good couple of years ago. I think it was yeah, February 2020. And you can watch the draw if you're really weird and bored on um, YouTube because Savage Music with 103 subscribers has, uh, has posted it up. So um, probably quite smart knowing that that would be something that people would watch. It's been watched by 15,000 well, 15,000 views, but who knows how many people were watching at the same time. But anyway, Lotto, uh, the great heist. We'll get into that shortly. But uh, just from my side, I haven't recorded a pod for, I think it's two weeks, because I actually went away. And I told you about that before I wrote the Money Mail and did the podcast on the um, Kayanga Aura Home Ownership Partnership Scheme. And I didn't actually get too much feedback about that I thought more people would be like well I didn't know um, that that existed is there any more information so perhaps people found that information via that that email and went and read some of those links if they wanted to and took Scott's uh, guide to that too I've been away around the country and been at a wedding which is really really nice and a couple of things I guess uh, not necessarily financial but um, just what sometimes what I think can be quite good for us to do and it's very hard for me to do because I'm very routine driven. I'm very like these are all the things you have to do and keep doing them. And I've done podcasts where I've told you about what some of those things are. And every now and then, like someone said to me a long time ago, every now and then you just want to challenge yourself to just do none of that stuff and just completely disrupt your routine and see what you notice, see what you might be able to learn, and then just draw your own conclusions from that. So it's almost like completely disrupting your life because that's what happens to us in life at some stage right like things pop up and everything's just fucking gone out the window and we're dealing with someone that's passed away or whatnot and we're not in our normal routines and things and our our life just gets disrupted so sort of the concept is just do it to yourself every now and then to learn how to be better equipped through those things too so for the last I think I've been away from Auckland for maybe eight days and I've probably gone to the gym once in that time I got a squeezed a 20 minute workout in and usually I'd probably go well, just about every day 
uh, at least five times a week. And I didn't write my goals down once. I didn't write down things I was grateful for. Like I just completely flipped all of the things and tactics that I usually do and stayed away from them for uh, a good few days. I could have done some work, but I just did sort of what I needed to do to keep people happy and keep people moving forward, clients, etc. And just did all of the things that I ordinarily wouldn't have done. Ended up drinking just about every day and, you know, just a couple here and there and things like that. And then some of the bigger days for the wedding and whatnot. And just thought, you know, the work can wait. But normally I'd be like, right, I could do that right now. So why, why wouldn't I? And I'm just like, okay, that can wait. And um, so today's kind of on the other side of that, getting back to Auckland yesterday. First thing I did was venture to the gym, get back into some nutrition, some better eating and things like that. I uh, went out for dinner and said, sorry guys, I can't stay out too late, I need to go get some proper sleep, and starting to like rebuild back into my ordinary routine, so back into the office here on a Sunday, most people won't be doing that obviously because they're not uh, stupid, so tomorrow's Anzac Day as well, I'll probably be doing a little bit of work too to catch back up on some of the things that uh, I have just let sit off to the side, but uh, realistically, like I'm not actually that far behind, I'd done some of the work that I needed to do before I went, and I spent... Um, hours in the office ahead of going away so that I knew that I wasn't going to be stressed and things and thinking like, oh, I wish I, you know, I need to be doing that, but I can't. And so I was just kind of dealing with things as they popped up. But um, I think it just, it shows you that as a human, you're, you're so adaptable to things changing. And we've spoken before about how we can get caught in the same routines and the same patterns and things. And that's how we then think we're, making progress and we can acknowledge those things and you know, might be saving money each week. But then all of a sudden like something just comes out of the blue and just blows it all up for us. And it just disrupts us and we sit there and think like fuck, you know, now my emergency fund is completely gone. Uh, I couldn't save any money that month. And then I've been to the dentist and then this happened in that month and I just feel like I haven't made any progress. And you're just beating up on yourself that you're not actually taking steps forward and thinking like when's this going to turn around and you you know it's so easy to just have all those negative thoughts instead of the positive thoughts but at times as well we need to zoom out and be like okay that was just two months of a lifetime or three or four or five or, or whatever but teach ourselves to actually go through some of the the hard times or the disruptions or the lack of routine and obviously if it's goes on for too long then yeah we've got your problems to address and and it's not going to be healthy to just not do any work and to drink every day and just keep spending money and not go to the gym and not down not write down goals and things I want to achieve and um, you know that's just going to take me down like a path over a long period of time but really like eight days is it gonna is it gonna completely stop me from achieving all the things that I want to achieve probably not like zooming out on it so you know I think there's something to be said for just completely throwing your life into a reverse of the routines and tactics and things that you'd ordinarily do and maybe play with that once, two, three, four times a year, for instance, and just see what it does for you. And interestingly, a couple of times where I've done this with the gym, I noticed that sometimes I'll get back in the gym and I'm stronger and I'm like, how the fuck have I gotten stronger by not going to the gym? So there's all these like little weird things that sort of happen when you test these things and it might just be completely stripping out the news for a month or 
LinkedIn or Instagram or, or whatever and just seeing what you notice about yourself because usually we'll get up in the morning and we'll just go through the entire day much like we went through it the day before and on and on it rumbles and you know even thinking about okay instead of this is going to sound really weird for you but if I bet when you step into your underwear or your pants be with me I thought we were going to talk about Lotto Luke what the fuck is going on here you you're literally probably putting the same leg through your undies or your underwear or your pants or whatever you're all good if you're not wearing underwear it is what it is you know there's no judgment here you're going to left foot first probably and then into the right like flip that tomorrow just try and start with the right and see if you can even cope with it because you've probably just taught yourself this pattern and you repeat it so much there'd be some of you being like I do the right first what's going on here and it's just so interesting to be like aware of these things that we do without even realizing and how long do we do them for and that does not lead at all into lotto or does it yes of course it does because hundreds of thousands of kiwis every week buy a lotto ticket and they might buy one on a Saturday, they might buy one on a Wednesday, but a lot of these people have probably never put $20 aside a week to save or to invest and do that over time, but we don't think about it, do we, because we go, oh, but I'm just like, oh, I've just always done it and I just buy it as part of the groceries, you know, and we're, we're you know, you never know, we could be that chance that we're going to uh, win lotto or whatever, but imagine if some of these people had actually put aside a 20 or a 30 or a 40 or a 50 or whatever it is into an investment fund for their entire life and it was like, well, that's just something that we do. That's just something we always do. And interestingly, I had somebody respond to this email and say, hey, when my uh, business started going quite well, and there's no reason you have to be in business to apply this sort of tactic, but they said, uh, someone suggested, why don't we just always take out one percent of the revenue and build it into an investment fund and if they had a bit of a downturn in their business then they'd always have a cash buffer to sit on so it's much like what we teach our clients with at Next Advisory and what you can be doing in your own life as well and your personal finances having some uh, a spare fund there that can fund you over six months if your life was to completely change and whatnot and they said that they've never actually had to call upon it and now what it's done for them over an extended period of time has built them up a retirement fund that they had never even intended on starting to build. So someone's simple idea for them was, well, just put 1% aside and when you may need this at some stage in your business journey, you've got it there to call upon and the world's not going to end. And I don't know how long they've been doing it for, but by the sounds of it, a long time. And they've got this massive fund sitting there that they wouldn't have had if that person didn't plant that idea in their head. So, you know, they're setting up this fund, but then the outcomes haven't actually happened that it's going to need them to rely on dipping into that. And now they've got the potential to have a completely different retirement and things like that. So that is the advantage of making smart decisions and thinking, okay, well, how can I think about this over a longer period of time rather than, okay, you know, who cares? It's only 1% of of my salary or whatever a year, like what difference is that going to do? But with compounding and with stacking those types of tactics on top of each other year after year, your life can look completely different to how you intended it to look 
but you're not going to know that until you get down that path. Just like those people didn't plan to build up a retirement fund, they were building a fund to save their business if it should end up in some trouble. Now they're going, shit, you know, we're less stressed about retirement and we'd recommend this for, for other people to be doing. And it was one of the best things we did throughout our lives. But, you know, often we are so short-sighted and want to think, okay, how can I get the fastest possible return for the least possible input, i.e. buy a lotto ticket, and who cares, it's only 20 bucks a week. And it's interesting how we can justify that to ourselves, but if you said to someone, why don't you invest 20 grand for, uh, sorry, $20 for the next 40 years over a week, they'll be like, oh, fuck, it's only 20, you know, what's the, what's the point of that? But uh, we have these interesting ways to justify our spending in the short term, but not uh, think about how we can do things for ourselves over the long term. Let's get into the lesson, even though we've already kind of gone through a little bit of it, uh, and I've got some facts and stuff here for you about Lotto. I've had some feedback that this has been one of the best um, Keep the Change lessons so far, which is pretty cool because we're 102 in, so I said to that person, well, good that um, you know it's only taken 102 lessons to really get your attention, but it's, it's funny what captures some people's attention, and I know some people would read about this and just like purely wouldn't care. But um, I'm always quite fascinated by Lotto. I don't buy tickets I have previously and uh, I'm not like against it or anti it or anything and there'll be so many people in this country that are anti-gambling but you'll be blown away at how many people actually buy a lot of tickets and they're like, oh, that's not gambling, you know, like it's, it's Lotto and it's part of a Kiwi dream and that's, I think, how they've done the marketing quite well is to give us that impression that you can have this Kiwi dream and have all this cash and achieve all these things purely by buying a Lotto ticket and humans, you know, we're going to fall for that every time, aren't we? Because we're like, well, fuck, you know, it's going to cost me 20 bucks to win 50 million versus bloody going to work, and I've got to pay $15 to pay for my car parking, and I'm probably going to get paid $300 for the day or whatever it is that someone's earning. You know, you're going to take the $50, a $50 million chance every time, aren't you? So um, it's amazing how they've been able to scale this, and especially to move to uh, digital offering and the My Lotto stuff, which we'll get into as well. But... Here we go, Lotto, the great heist question mark. It's interesting how so many parents like to preach the message of hard work to their children, but then line up for a lotto ticket. We've all been there, you've got to work hard. If you want to achieve anything, you've got to work hard. Oh, where are you off to, Dad? I'm just going to, I've got to nip down and buy a lotto ticket. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Shout out, Dad, if you're listening. I'm not just specifically saying you, it's just human nature, right, isn't it? But uh, we all do it. We better not beat up on our parents too much. It's only human nature. We all love a quick win. But how much of a heist is lotto? Let's look at a f- uh, fun way to look at some of these stats and get educated. The odds of winning Powerball when buying one line are about 1 in 38.3 million. So Luke, you're dreaming if you think that you will win, but you're creaming yourself if you do, so I get it. Fun fact, I once won $1,000 on scratchies on a morning tea break with a mate of mine. It was at New World, Melody's New World I think it was, uh, in Palmerston North. And we actually won 1000 We said uh, jokingly, oh can we please have 333 more $3 scratchies? And the teller uh, was not impressed at all. The look on their face, they're like, are you serious? And they're like, I don't actually know if I've got 333 here. We're like, we're only joking, we'll, we'll take the cash. Uh, we're going to get out of here. But another fun fact for you, you don't actually need to scratch a scratchy also. Uh, you can just, because you get that niggly scratchy stuff under your fingertips, aren't you? Or maybe all over the carpet or the, the table or wherever you're scratching your itch. But uh, get the teller to scan the barcode, but... Of course, you're like, well, that's not fun. That defeats, defeats the purpose. I want to scratch it, and I want to have some fun doing it. But uh, you don't actually have to scratch it, much like you can just scan a lotto ticket these days as well. 
Extra fun fact for you, if you buy, say, 20 scratchies, or 333 of them, they can scan the first and the last barcodes and tell you if any of those tickets in the middle have actually won. Now, this is a mind-blowing way to quickly see how stupid your purchase was, right? Uh, but that's probably not what you come here to learn about because uh, you're not going to go and do these silly things that uh, other people have done. And you're probably thinking, wow, you know, how do you know so much about scratchies? And I wish I could tell you that I used to work for Lotto, but it's probably more obvious to you right now that I brought too many of these hoping for some easy cash. I am human too. Now, just I didn't put this in money mail, but um, Lotto actually has to be audited and they have their books audited and they have the process audited. And I'm pretty sure it's done by the uh, Audit New Zealand or the Office of the Auditor General. And you've probably never heard for either, but uh, heard of either. But um, I think that they have to make sure that the balls weigh like exactly the same amount to ensure that like it can't be sort of rigged in some way. So I think that when they were doing the draw uh, in person that they were having to, like you have to actually, someone has to oversee the draw as well. But you probably don't see that when you're watching it. But I'm not entirely sure what that process is and it's probably changed, especially through COVID, it probably needed to change as well. So uh, maybe that's the job that you want to go and do is, weigh the balls at Lotto one time or figure out how you can get that job but it's probably one for the old accountants and the old auditors to be doing but you're probably thinking oh, I was supposed to be talking about Lotto and now I'm just off on so many tangents because I haven't spoken to you for so while uh, such a while and I'm now uh, just getting way too excited but anyway a little bit of my sinful lunchtime activities when I hated my job and was hoping for a distraction away from the office now that is I think often while we were being scra- uh, buying scratchies because we were just looking for a quick thrill during our lunch break because we weren't very engaged in the work we were doing. So maybe if that's why you go and impulse buy and things like that, you need to keep an eye on what vices or what things you turn to through a bit of a thrill because maybe you're not addressing something else in your life that perhaps you need to get on top of, i.e. buying quick win type tickets that are going to take your mind off of um, you know your work that you're not enjoying or whatever it is for you that you're trying to hide from. Let's get back to it. For every dollar spent on Lotto, $0.55 is kept back for prizes. $0.23 is given to the New Zealand Lottery Grants Board and used to build sustainable communities around New Zealand. So really, when you buy a Lotto, the whole idea around it is that a portion of it's kept for prizes and then a portion is directly held back to go into the community. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, Lotto's still legislated in New Zealand where there can only be one uh, board I guess or entity running lotto and the idea is then that a portion of those proceeds are actually put back into communities around New Zealand and again like very smart marketing with how they do that you're sort of um, you know told that you're then contributing to different things around the community and stuff and when you play lotto you're doing really good and whether that's right or just smart marketing, I don't really know. But really, it's only $0.23 cents out of the dollar that is going back into the community in some aspect. But $0.55 cents of it is being kept for prizes and building prizes to uh, the next jackpot. And that's how they can jackpot so quickly. Now, the government, of course, they want to take some cash, don't they? So they're taking $0.12 cents for every uh, dollar that you are playing when you're playing for, uh, playing Lotto. So even Lotto is basically a redistribution of wealth from everyone to the winner. The government is still taking a nice cut. So just think about that. Really, it's just a redistribution where I think uh, in some examples later on, you might get hundreds of thousands of Kiwis playing 
for one of those big jackpots, but it's just been redistributed in a small pocket of cash, so $20 at a time, say, through to five to ten people, or even in some cases one person. So it's a bit of a voluntary redistribution of wealth from Kiwis to one lucky person, should we call it. But of course the government are still getting a bit of coin along the way through there as well. And it's mostly goods and services tax and some of the other taxes that they take and then pay that on to the government. So don't worry. Uh, the winner isn't paying tax on their winnings. So I think some people think that if you win lottery, you've got to pay tax on it. And generally, in New Zealand, that is not the case. So that's not tax advice. I'd uh, be asking for some help if you did win lotto. But uh, I'm fairly confident that unless, depending on the, uh, the rules change by the time you listen to this, then you're not going to have to worry about paying tax on your winnings or if you win a 1000 bucks when you're playing scratchies at lunchtime with your mate. What about us losers who haven't won the jackpot? What if we just saved the, the cash? And this is what we were talking about at the start. Now, I'm going to guesstimate that the average spend is probably $20. And I reckon that I'm probably undercooking it now. I could have dug deeper into the annual report to figure out if there was an average spend on Lotto, but I didn't. And maybe I will uh, see if I can dig that out from somewhere. But let's just say that it's 20 bucks that people are spending. So if you invested $20 per week at a 5% growth rate, and did this for 40 years, you'd have over $130,000. You're thinking, well, cool story, mate, but I don't want 130k. I want the Ferrari and the batch now, okay? Well, fair enough. 130k doesn't sound overly exciting when you're playing for 40 or 50 million dollars, does it? But that 130k only really cost $41,600, which is 40 years of $20 a week. What if you could find a 10% return? Well, you'll be looking at over half a million dollars after 40 years. Now, some people play on Wednesday now, don't they? Some people play the Wednesday version of Lotto too. Let's say you're now spending $40 a week for 40 years, and if you could find an annual rate of compounding at 10%, you're going to end up with, after those 40 years, a million dollars. Now, who knows what that million dollars is going to be worth in 40 years' time, but it just shows you how the value of compounding and actually planning on something like this over a long period of time can actually get you to be a millionaire rather than just hoping that you know you might win a million dollars and you're going to become a millionaire that way. Now for some of you it might be time to give up on the lotto dream and redirect that into your KiwiSaver and enjoy a better retirement. Well there's a practical tip isn't it? Instead of buying a lotto ticket or even if you say look every time I buy a lotto ticket I'm going to put an extra $20 into my KiwiSaver. You know what's that going to look like or your Sharesies account or some form of investment what's that going to look like over a long period of time? But you know that's hard and I know that not uh, too many people are going to go and do something like that, but hopefully some of those examples there will show the ability for money to compound on top of itself when done consistently over a long period of time. But enough with the practical tips, let's look at some stats. How many tickets actually sell? Well, back in 2020, Lotto said this, for a $5 million jackpot, would typically sell around a million tickets. When the jackpot is higher, more people play which can see a doubling in the number of tickets sold. So even at a $5 million jackpot, you're looking at a million tickets sold. I don't know how many people are buying those million tickets because I'd imagine people would have multiple tickets, but you know that's a still uh, a lot. So imagine what it does when it starts getting up to 20, 30, 40, 50, and that's where everyone starts talking about it again, right? Because even at $5 million, I think people are like, meh, you know, what's $5 million in New Zealand anymore? And isn't that quite bad? Just a, a very quick side note on that. I heard uh, a journalist asking a politician about how they would bring down the costs of running the country 
and they were talking about something where they could save $98 million. And the journalist was just like, yeah, well, that's $98 million. Who cares? It's not even that much money anymore. And isn't it just so bizarre how, imagine like, trying to say that to an ordinary Kiwi. Like, oh, it's only $98 million, you know? Like our biggest ever lotto jackpot's $50 million. Um, but now journalists are telling politicians like $98 million, like, well, that's not meaningful. That's not, that's not a meaningful amount of money that you're going to save taxpayers. Uh, why are you even bothering? But anyway, that was just something I picked up on yesterday. I think we're becoming so desensitised to big figures because we're now starting to hear the word billion or, or much, well, so much more often rather than uh, 50 million or 100 million or hundreds of millions. You know, people are talking in billions and trillions and stuff when someone suggests we could save $98 million um, it's just well, fuck. It's what's the point? It's not even it's not even that much. But I think some Kiwis would kill to have ninety eight million dollars, or maybe split that ninety eight million dollars between uh, the five million Kiwis. Who knows? But anyway, uh, that's another tangent for you. So let's get back into some of these stats here. Now, Kiwis love to buy a lot of ticket because I'm a geek. I dug into the annual report and found out that for the year ended thirty June twenty twenty one. So it was the last financial reporting year that I could find. Uh, they were they had done $1.508 billion of sales. Now, these sales were the highest in lottos in New Zealand history and 8.9% up from the prior year. Well, shit, who would have thought lotto sales would crack would crank during a pandemic? Um, you know, I don't know they're like, oh, I knew that. But it's actually, historically, people will gamble more when life gets weird because they're looking for a way to... Um, have some escapism or entertainment or for some hope, you know, so people will actually continue to gamble during uh, tough times and recessions and things like that. And that's sort of what's happened in the past. It'll be interesting to see if that continues to happen as we have more economic cycles. But uh, just a geeky extra lesson for you too, the 30th of June, you might be thinking, well, why 30th of June? Most government entities, that's the end of their financial year. So their balance date runs through to the 30 June. So they're coming up to the end of another full financial year as well, 30 June 2022. Once they release the annual report after that, it'll take a few months to come out. I'll probably go back and um, I'll be looking again to see how they've gone in that 2022 financial year and to see if they've been able to increase their sales again. As obviously COVID's hung around since then and we've had um, you know a, a bit of a downturn and things will be slowing down by then too. So we'll see how 2022 was for them too. Now, interestingly, around one in three dollars of those sales were done via MyLotto, which is the online platform, right? Now, anyone out there, do you remember that the must be one fifty million dollar draw in August two thousand and twenty? I thought that that said it was February two thousand and twenty. I have to check that out. Surely, some of you brought a ticket because more than two thousand tickets a minute were brought in the lead up to the draw. That's around two point five million tickets sold in total. So the August 2020 $50 million draw, there was 2.5 million tickets sold in total. That is a shit ton of lottery tickets floating around the country, isn't it? Now, there were no first division winners that night, so 10 people each won $5 million and uh, were taking home Division 2, but still walked away with $5 bucks. Now, I love researching lotto and how they're going and often read their annual report. I know, I know, don't, you know, don't hold it against me, but different. But I think it's uh, it's always fascinating. There's some interesting insights in there, especially as to how Kiwis live and how they will say one thing but then do another. You know, so many people are like, oh, you know, it's just a, it's a waste of money and blah blah blah. But really, when that shit heats up, you know, there's 2.5 million tickets out there sitting in the hands of Kiwis, hoping 
watching that draw, scanning it, being like, am I the next big lotto winner? Also, from a business perspective, they've had to activate online sales. They've now got 1.4 million Kiwis registered on my lotto. Think of how many businesses in New Zealand would have 1.4 million registered customers that they could email and say, hey, you want to buy a lottery ticket? Like that is so many, so many Kiwis to have access to their details. And they would have one of the biggest customer bases in Kiwi business, which gives them a lot of data. I've got no beef with them, like I said at the start, not here to run them down. Uh, People can do what the fuck they want. That's up to them. Um, It is what it is. I'm just showing you some of the things that you may have always wondered about. Ultimately, if people want to buy tickets, that's for them to decide. Like anything, bad things are bad in the hands of the wrong people, right? So I know there'd be some people that think that, you know, lotto's really, really bad. There's a lot of people that actually just don't because I think they don't think you can develop a risk factor, like a gambling problem, for instance, by playing lotto. Um, But imagine if all of this money was invested into retirement and things like that, rather than hoping for a quick win each week what a different country would look like. But I don't think they'd shut it down because a lot of that money is then A, going to the government, well not a lot, but 12% of it, and then uh, back into the community in terms of the things and projects that they help pay for with the 22%, I think it was, or was it 23? Uh, I think it was 22, I've got to scroll back up here. 22 cents, yeah, it's given to the New Zealand Lottery Grants Board and used to build sustainable communities around New Zealand. I don't know how many sustainable communities in New Zealand you've been to and noticed those words floating there but apparently um, that's what they are doing with that cash so you know it'd be very hard for someone to shut Lotto down because of the said good that it is doing um, in there in the community but like anything you know bad things are bad in the hands of the wrong people right so for you I'm just suggesting you consider the concept of delaying gratification and we've talked about that before if you're a podcast listener chasing some longer term gains with the money you've worked hard for you're statistically more likely to be handing your cash to someone else in the community than you are to be towing the boat that you can't drive in the overpriced Ford, Ford Ranger that you can't back. That's probably directly thrown at me because I can't back a trailer, but uh, if anyone can teach me, that would be ideal. I'm probably going to have to learn that at some stage in my life. So get real, Luke, and aim to get rich for sure, not quickly. Hell of a saying, that one. If you do win... Get some financial advice because you won't want to waste the opportunity. I'm pretty sure Lotto, they give you financial advice if you do win it as well uh, because your life's obviously going to seriously change. People are going to come out of the woodwork and they're going to want a little cut and they're going to want some help with the things that they have got going on too, right? But um, yeah, I I haven't been through the process of winning Lotto and you don't get any financial advice when you win $1,000 down the new world when you're buying scratchies and muffins on your lunch break. So um, if a lotto listener, well, winner is out there listening, maybe you could phone in and tell us, oh, 800, keep the change. That's not a real number uh, yet. That uh, you could tell us about what that process is like if you do it. Righto, I'm off to buy a scratchy. No, I'm not. I'm only kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Have a winning weekend. P.S. You're one of 5,000 plus recipients. Is there someone you could forward this to? Did you know the biggest Powerball lotto win in New Zealand history was $44 million in November 2000? and 16. Now, I probably should have changed it because I think there's been a bigger one since, but I think that is the biggest single winner. So that $44 million went to one person and that would be very, very life-changing, wouldn't it? That's a fair bit of coin, $44 million. Right, I'm mindful that we've dragged on a little bit because I was just telling you some stories from my antics of being away uh, and changing up some of our routine and whatnot. And 
uh, I probably need to carry on with some things. So we'll go through um, some lot of stuff in a future money mail as well because there's some other stats that I think will be interesting to dig into. But uh, I was going to talk to you a little bit to do today too about the you know, increase in inflation that we saw during the week as well and interest rates going up, the OCR going up. There was so much going on, but um, I, I wanted to dig into that stuff whilst I was away, but it wasn't the right thing to do because, like I said, I was trying to change up my routine and like deliberately just stay away from all of those types of things. I was doing a little bit, but not heaps, but we'll dig into some of that stuff soon too, and you should be pretty well educated by now because we've been talking about these things anyway, so that wouldn't have been a shock for you to see the OCR going up and inflation coming out at 6.9%. I actually thought it was going to be higher, so I got that little bit wrong, uh, but it's a very interesting time that we're going into and we've all got to stay alert and try to keep learning and do some of the things that are going to help us in the longer term. And for some people, they think it's going to be buying a lottery ticket. For other people, it might be putting $20 into a growth fund over the next 40 years of your life every single week and guaranteeing that you're going to become a millionaire rather than guessing. Time in history, the Powerball has reached a must-be-one draw with a jackpot over $30 million, but never has it reached this big. History-making, the all-important sixth number is number 28. Now, of course, that's the last lotto ball, but because we love to make winning happen, here's the bonus ball. This can boost your winnings and divisions at 2, 4, and 6. Your bonus tonight, 37. Lotto is all done and dusted. All right, here we go. Over to Powerball. A I definitely wouldn't have picked these numbers. That it also, did you know, happens to fall on February the Powerball. Tonight, I guess it was number 7. We are going to have some very lucky players this league I would have gone 7. Absolutely. Now, because it's a must-be one, Draw the fucking ball. No first division winners tonight, the entire jackpot rolls down to the next division, and it's shared equally. Okay, let's get these 10 balls rolling. Tato. Okay, I'm excited. We are just moments away. It was really cool for us to get out and meet our players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just give us the ball. And you could feel the energy, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, the excitement. Crazy. It's magic. It's magic. Mm-hmm. It's record-breaking, this prize. It's, this is a moment we've all been waiting for. So, good luck. New three. Yeah, Tonight, I didn't win. The important Powerball number is Fuck. number three. All done. Okay. It's time Seven to find out. So close. The winning numbers. Four, 18, 27, 25, 32, 28. A bonus four, number 37. And the all-important Powerball number three. Woohoo. Oh, wow, those are the magic numbers you need. I know you'll all be super keen to yes. check your tickets tonight. So demand on our website is expected to be extremely high. What should we do? We suggest for tonight's official results, head to our Lotto New Zealand Facebook page or go online tomorrow at mylotto.co.nz or, of course, go in store. And remember that 100% of Lotto New Zealand profits go back to our community, so we want to thank everyone for playing this week and every week. Whoa, 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 whoa. 100% of Lotto profits go back into the community. Let's be honest, mate. 22% of every dollar spent on Lotto is what's going back into the community. But hey, you know, that's probably just some some technicalities around the lingo. That's their profits, right? So that's what's going back into the community after they've paid for all the expenses of running Lotto, including paying the government and including uh, paying for future prizes as well. So anyway, we better wrap this one up. Yes, we do. Congratulations to all our winners. We're excited to see where the $50 million jackpot has been won, where it's landed. But for now, have a wonderful rest of the evening. Take care of yourselves and each other. Call Marie, my friend. See you later. Bye-bye. Woo-hoo-hoo.